Alright everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Twat Talk. I'm your host, Roscoe M, and today I'm going to talk about where the fuck have I been? So, last time I did one of these episodes, it's been a wee while. Um, last time I did one of these episodes, I was in the middle of working on my Resident Evil 2 review, um, which came out on the 8th of April, uh, but I'd finished it round about the 3rd, I want to say. It just took a while to get the thumbnail back. Um, ooh, that's that's something I want to mention. Uh, my friend uh, Rama, thank you so much for making that art and also the art for my avatar uh, on the on the podcast. It's the art is fucking incredible, and um, yeah, I thank you, I thank you very much uh, for your amazing work and how quickly a turnaround you're able to do. Um, it's fantastic quality. Thank you very much. But I want to talk about. So, where the fuck have I been? Is a good question. Why have I not been making more podcast episodes? And that's simply because I have had a shit ton uh, going on recently. So, one of the things that happened recently uh, was, of course, I was in the middle of working on my Resident Evil Two review. Uh, so I was getting that done. Uh, I think when I recorded the podcast, I'd either just finished recording Leon B or I was just about to go record it. Um, But then I had problems with that because the day after I got all the footage recorded, I I got it all recorded on a Wednesday and then I was uh, doing like a college placement on the Thursday, which is, um, uh, it's basically, you know, working editing shit like that so that was that was all fine um i went in did my editing um did what i had to and then i didn't have anything else to do for the time that we we're still there so i thought yeah fuck it i'll I'll, uh, I'll get this editing on this uh this review done or at least start it so i managed to get it all done i think i was working um you know while i was meant to be doing actual work. I got the editing all done and managed to complete the whole fucking review, the whole thing, uh, in about five hours of editing, which is not that bad for a, for um for one of my videos. It normally takes me a bit longer than five hours. Um but since it was a review and there's very minimal amount of editing, it's mainly just cutting up the footage to the script. Um you know it was it was a fairly quick turnaround. So so I got that done, and then I watched it back and thought, fuck it, that is amazing. Just need to wait for the thumbnail art, and I'll be fine. And while I'm at it, do you know what I could do since I have the final edit? I could go and delete all the all the footage that I don't need that I kept in a, a folder. So I delete the whole folder um, that had the final edit in it as well, which meant that not only did I lose the final edit, but I lost all of the footage that I had used. So I lost all my Resident Evil 2 footage. I recorded some Resident Evil 3 and 4 footage. That was also gone. And every fucking edit I had made was basically gone. I still had the project file, which had the spine of what I'd created. And it still had all the pictures and everything, the sound effects and the audio was all there. But all of the video footage was gone and my heart fucking sank. My heart completely sank at that moment. I was like, I did not just fucking do that. Like, I did not just delete 
not only my review, but the footage for that review. And the only thing I have now is the fractured remains of the video that I just fucking finished. So that absolutely fucking killed me. And I wanted to honestly just up and fucking give up, not do the video again. But I was also extremely happy with it. So said, you know what, fuck it, I have to do this again. I need to do it because I want to do this review. I've been doing it for ages. I've already got somebody working on thumbnail art. And I think that's what motivated me more is that I had a friend working on art for the video that I knew I would want to use because it was looking incredible. All that I had to be doing was like uh, the colouring in. So I thought, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going and finish this bastard video. So... I went away that night, that night, and recorded Clary again uh, in about three hours. No, it was about two and three quarters of an hour it took me um, to record it all. Did it in one night. Then the next day, I recorded Leon B during the morning or something. Uh, got it all done in two and a half hours, which was absolutely fucking golden. Worked on the review and turned it around in about two days or something. Which, considering it had taken me a week before to gather all the footage and everything, I was absolutely fucking ecstatic uh, that I turned it around that quickly and turned a really shit situation into, holy fuck, I have a new video again. Um, and that was done by April 3rd. And then on the 8th, I released it because I had the art and everything. I think I got the art on the 7th and I was able to release it on the 8th. And I was so fucking happy that I managed to get it on the 8th. Because that's another thing that happened while I've been gone. I turned 18. It's been fucking great. I turned 18 on the 8th of April this year. And, um, you know, and we celebrated uh, later that weekend. Because um, me and my stepdad's birthdays are basically back-to-back. -back. Uh, so his is on the 7th, mine's on the 8th. So we celebrated uh, his and mine at the weekend. Um, because everybody was off work and everything, and you know we wouldn't be absolutely shattered, blah blah blah. So everything worked out fine. Um, you know we just sat around, we had a few drinks. It was a good time. Really enjoyed it. It was it was a good laugh. Um, but aye, so that's basically another thing that happened that kind of kept me away from like doing podcast episodes because everybody was around the house and everything. There was no free time basically to get. A podcast episode done. Um, I so I basically just sat around, um, and then of course immediately afterwards I enjoyed the doing the Resident Evil two review so much um, that I went. You know what? What if I went back and redid my review of the first game? So that's exactly what I fucking did. I went, <laughs> I went and recorded all the footage, and by the time this is going up, this will be going up on the Wednesday. Uh, it's coming out on Saturday. Um, it's coming out on Saturday the fuck twenty uh, fourth. Oh, what I say? Yeah, I'm just checking my calendar. Yes, uh, Saturday the twenty fourth is when my Resident Evil remake review comes out. Um, and shit. So, I guess be excited for that. Um, it was it was a really fun video going back and replaying that game again. Uh, it was a oh fuck, I love that game of bits. <clears throat> sorry <coughs> so basically all of that has been kind of holding me back I've been busy doing reviews gathering the footage for them scripting 
shite. Sorry. Um, so, sorry, my watch is fucking berating me. Yeah, sorry, that's something else. Uh, so I've been gathering footage and everything. Uh, you know, scripting, editing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, these reviews. So I didn't really get a whole lot of time uh, to sit down and do a podcast. Plus, if I have these always hanging about the house. So... Yeah, there was just no free time at all, but hopefully now I can get back to doing it a little bit more routinely. Um, you know, sitting down, chatting a load of shite, bringing some people on to chat shite with me. Be a good laugh. So, <laughs> um, but aye, that's another thing that I got uh, for my birthday. I got an Apple Watch um, because I'd seen my mum using it and went uh, and said, you know what, that'd actually be, be quite handy. So, uh, they were nice enough to, to buy one for me. You know, uh, again, I thank them a hell of a lot um, for that. I'm very grateful for these things. Like, you see a lot of people, I've seen a lot of them anyway, that, like, they get something and then they brag about it as if they're not, like, as if, um, as if it's something that they just should have anyway. It's like, no, you don't do that. So I like to think, and I've been told by family members that I'm, very grateful with things that I get. Um, you know, I take care of them and, and shit like that. Because um, I understand the value that they have. Like, I understand that these things are not fucking cheap. Uh, and Apple Watches, Apple products in general, are not fucking cheap by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and like I said, I thank my family so much for giving me everything that they've, that they've given me. Um, you know, like Apple products, PCs, uh, consoles, games, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I thank them very, very dearly for all of these uh, things that they they get for me. Because fuck knows I would not be in the situation I am right now without all of these things, you know. Um, I wouldn't have... You know, the software that I use, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't even have the fucking PC. I probably wouldn't even be doing this. Or if I was, I'd still be doing it off of an iPad, which, let's be honest, those were not exactly the great days of, of this channel. Uh, they were kind of shit. So... <laughs> but yeah, um, that's basically what's been happening for probably the last few weeks since I did a podcast. Uh... But yeah, fucking hell. Basically, the, I've almost spent the entire... I've spent at least like half of April just not doing podcasts. I'm very sorry about that. Um, you know, I, I really do want to do this more. But also, I find it difficult to come up with topics um, for talk about on podcasts because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a boring cunt. I'll be honest, not a lot really happens to me. Uh, and I haven't had, like, a lot of stories that I could tell from, like, you know, pre-COVID. Because um, I've not really... I'm not really the type of person that goes out much. Uh, so I don't really have that many, you know, like, I don't have outrageous tales of, like, all the mad shit that goes on around me. Um, yeah, I just don't have that. So... Yeah, basically, I'm just a really boring cunt, <laughs> is, is what I'm saying there. So, but yeah, um, something I do want to talk about is Resident Evil, I guess. I'll talk about that, because fuck knows I could talk about that series for days. Um, I mean, I probably will have 
talked about that series for way too long. So, as of recording this, uh, like I said, I've finished uh, reviewing the first three game remakes, um, and I'm currently in the process of starting playing the originals of those games, and I'm also in the process of continuing forward uh, with the series. So, I'm currently in the process of trying to play the first game original, then I'll be trying to play like two and three um, original. Probably, um, they'll probably take me a while, because uh, just the method, just the older games will probably take me a bit longer. And then I'm gonna, and then I managed to get, I uh, posted this on Instagram, um, the day I'm recording this. So, I managed to get Resident Evil 5 and 6 for quite cheap. Uh, and I've not played anything past the opening hours of 4. Um, and I guess what my question would be is, like, if I'm going to play 5 and 6, do I need to play 4 beforehand? Like, um, like is it vital I play it, or can I jump between them? I know that Resident Evil 5 takes place, like, 10 years after 4, but I don't know if playing 4 would be beneficial. I, I expect it would be, uh, and I'm probably going to do it like that anyway, but... You know, I, it would just be helpful, I guess, to know if playing 4 is vital to the experience of 5 and 6. Because I'm curious to try them out for a couple of different reasons. Because they seem to be, from what I can tell, the most hated games in the entire series. Maybe apart from, you know, like shitty knockoff uh, games like um, Umbrella Corps. Isn't that one of them that was like a shitty multiplayer Capcom tried to make like a competitive shooter out of Resident Evil, which is like, how the fuck do you even do that? How do you make a competitive shooter out of what is originally a survival horror? Like, it just does not fucking work. The gameplay of Resident Evil does not fit with a competitive shooter along the veins of like Siege or Counter Strike or Overwatch, that kind of shit. So, saying that, it was fairly new. Uh, like, that whole scene was kind of new at the time, I guess. So, but still, Capcom, just stay the fuck out. <laughs> Don't try and jump into the competitive shooter scene just because you think, oh, fuck it, we can do whatever we want with Resident Evil. Weirdest part was, they just called the game Umbrella Core. It's not even called, like, Resident Evil Umbrella Core. So, it's a really fucking weird game because... They tried to make it not seem like a Resident Evil game, despite it being set in the universe. Like, using the characters and locations of Resident Evil. It's like a really weird... Um, <laughs> it's like a really weird thing that Capcom tried to do, where they tried to say as if, like, no, this isn't a Resident Evil game, despite using absolutely everything from the entire series that they could. It's like, Capcom, for fuck's sake, just call it a Resident Evil game. You just don't want to piss off the fan base more than you already did by releasing what, I guess, like I said, most people consider like the worst fucking games in the series and the whole series is kind of going a bit downhill. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people that criticise 6 as the worst in the series, but I'll be interested to see my opinion on it because, bear in mind, I'm coming in... Um, retroactively, I guess. So, I've not played... I didn't play, you know, the originals from the 90s. Like, I didn't grow up on the fixed camera survival horrors. Then play 4 when it was new, 
then play five and six afterwards, which are seen to be like shittier imitations of four. Like I didn't do that. I played three remake, one remake, two remake, and then I've moved on to the rest of the series. So it'll be interesting to see if I if I like six more. Because one of the games that I feel has the highest amount of contention in the series is Resident Evil Zero. And I have seen so many people say that it's one of the best in the series. And I'm sorry, but I don't agree with that. I don't agree with Resident Evil Zero being the best in the series. In fact, it's my least favourite. And it's the only Resident Evil game that I've ever refunded. It's the only Resident Evil game where I didn't even see it the whole way through. After I finished the train... I went, nope, fuck this game. There's an entire video. The stream's still there on my channel. The stream is there for people to see. It's like an hour and a half, and at the end I just go, I'm sorry, I can't fucking do this. This is bullshit. I hate this game. It's shite. I'm I'm leaving it, essentially. Uh, <laughs> you know, and like I said, it's, but a lot of people seem to like it, despite not many people enjoying it at the time. And it's the same thing now, like, you know, people hated Resident Evil 6, but now I've seen a couple more people come around and be like, you know, it's not actually that bad of a game. Maybe it's a shit Resident Evil game, but it's not a bad game in its own right. Which I've found a lot of people say now about certain Resident Evil games is that it's not a bad game, it's a bad Resident Evil game. And I think that might be what a lot of people think in terms of six now looking back at it and not being in the thick of it coming off the heels of what people consider the peak which is or half of the fan base considers the peak which is four then a shittier version with five and then just it going into full-on action um with six because four and five four especially from what i've played at least still does try and keep some of the survival horror Stuff in there, like you do have a limited inventory, healing items aren't all over the fucking shop. You know, things like that. But it does lean more towards action, I've noticed. Uh, with a lot more combat encounters, like kind of back-to-back um, and shit like that. But, hey, uh, I'm still playing through Resident Evil 4 and I haven't finished it yet. Um, so, please no spoilers under the comments here. Why am I saying please no spoilers? I've watched so many fucking reviews of this game that I already know some of the shit that goes on in the story. But I guess I just don't want, like, intricate details spoiled for me, is essentially what I'm saying. Um, But yeah, talking more about the Resident Evil series, it's a a really weird series because it's constantly up and down in quality. Um, You know, like people say that Resident Evil 1 was absolutely amazing. I think it's aged a little, but it's still a playable and decent game. I, I talk about this a little bit in my my remake review. Then you get Resident Evil 2 original, which people say, like, yeah, it's a, it's possibly, like, the peak of the series, uh, depending on where you fall, whether it's Resident Evil 4 you think is the best, and if you don't like Resident Evil 4, then typically you're going to find that it's Resident Evil 2. This is the peak. So it's either the peak or it's the second best, depending on your... Uh, your opinion. Resident Evil 3 is a kind of weird oddball of the series where it's kind of like, I mean, it was originally a spin-off, but now it's a mainline game. It's got some interesting mechanics, but it just feels a little bit off. Um, 
sometimes. Then you get Code Veronica, which again kind of falls into that weird category, because it was on the Dreamcast, but it was the next mainline entry before 3 got promoted to mainline. Um, you know, but it was on the Dreamcast, and it's got some really weird designs, uh, like weird design choices in it that don't really entirely fit with the original Resident Evils, but they still, you know, kind of work. Um, you know, it's a weird kind of mishmash of, like, styles that don't always work together, but, you know, it still comes out as what most people consider an alt and a decent enough game. Resident Evil 4, which is the, you know, the divisive one of the series where it's kind of like Marmite, either love it or you fucking despise it. Um, I'm in the category right now where I don't necessarily love it, but I don't hate it. I'm a bit neutral just now, but maybe that will change the farther I get into the game. Resident Evil 5, a lot of people just consider a shittier imitation of Resident Evil 4's style of gameplay and also the fact that Chris Redfield punches a fucking boulder, which will never not be funny to me. Um, Oh, shit. I constantly... I just fucking missed, like, the whole period right before Resident Evil 4 came out, where he had Resident Evil Remake, where everyone just went, holy fuck, this is amazing. Like, this is absolutely gold. This is, like, possible, you know, peak of the entire fucking franchise right here. Resident Evil Zero, which a lot of people didn't really like at the time, but a lot of people seem to go back to now and think it's alright. I still think it's a ton of shit. Um, despite absolutely loving the remake, I don't enjoy Resident Evil Zero. Um, but then you get to Resident Evil 6 when it basically just goes into action and basically everybody in the franchise at that point just went... This is shite. Like, this is utter pish. Why the fuck have Capcom made this? You know, sort yourself out. And then, you know, there's some games in between. There's, like, um, you know, there's Operation Raccoon City. There's the Revelation... If I could talk, that'd be great. The Revelations games, which I've heard are not too bad. Um, They kind of mix, like, kind of like, the survival horror of the first games with the perspective of, you know, Resident Evil 4, but they do it better, apparently. Like, it's definitely survival horror and it's not really an action game. Um, I don't know about the second one. You get a bunch of the spin-off games at this point, like, you know, you get, like, on-rail shooters, you get, like, a shit ton of other games, like the Outbreak one, which was a multiplayer version which actually doesn't sound all that bad to be honest like i've seen a video about it and it seems pretty fun um you know who knows i might i might be able to get that working at some point and if i can get if i can find a way to work the multiplayer i can fucking try that um or even just do it solo who knows um what else is there then after that you know there's a bit of a hiatus of the series, people just kind of go, ah, fuck, I guess it must be, you know, because I did now, they're just releasing shitty game after shitty game, try to keep the series alive. And then, then you get Resident Evil 7, and everybody immediately goes, holy shit, what the fuck? Because it brings back, I would say not necessarily complete survival horror, but definitely more horror back into the series and goes, fuck you, this isn't an action game anymore. Or it has, like, sections of action for, like, boss fights, um, which the originals had as well. You know, and then you go straight back in that spooky-as-fuck scenes um, when you're exploding the house and everything. 
I haven't played it because the game scares the absolute shit out of me. So I've not played it yet because I can't handle horror games and I probably won't. And then now we've got... Then you've got the two remakes of Resident Evil 2 and 3, which most people seem to love 2's remake and they just kind of tolerate 3's remake and just kind of accept the fact that it exists. Um, there's apparently a 4 remake in the works, which um, I've not really heard anything about. Uh, you know, just a few vague articles um, you know, suggesting um, what it could be. Or that it's even just in development. You know, a couple of articles suggesting, yeah, they could be working on a 4 remake. Uh, and now we've got Village coming out uh, next month, I think. Yeah, 7th of, 7th of May. Yeah, 7th of May is when Village is coming out. And I'm probably not going to play it, mainly because I think it's a bit steeply priced. And also the fact that I haven't played 7, so the story wouldn't really hit with me because it's the same characters carried over but holy shit the game looks the game looks interesting so if i don't play it i'll probably watch it um you know on youtube i'll probably just do that so yeah that's that is essentially your kind of up and down quality of the resident evil series which is like odd it's just really weird i've never seen a series fluctuate so much in quality because normally a series is either you know, kind of rough beginnings, it gets better as it goes on, or it's got a great beginning, gets more shit as it goes on. And Resident Evil would seem to fall into that second category of great first entries and more shit as it goes on, but then it comes back with a good entry, and then it maybe starts to get a bit more shit, and then it comes back again. And I don't know, it's just, it's really fucking weird that Capcom can't seem to just find a stable place for this series to sit. But then again, maybe if they did find a stable place for the series to sit, we'd get bored of it because they're no longer like experimenting with it. So honestly, who the fuck knows what the future of the Resident Evil series holds? Um, you know, who the fuck knows what that has in store for us? But honestly, I would absolutely... I'm excited to to see where it goes and everything like i'm really excited for it um just looking at my notes here to look at some of the stuff that um i've i've uh, taken notes off for solo episodes um I, I do have a question here that says what's your first reaction when your friend is upset do you try to solve your problem or comfort them so that's an interesting topic actually because I feel, in my opinion, different genders do it better, right? Each part of it, and they think slightly differently about it. So, the way that I've heard a lot of people describe it is that... Now, this isn't me trying to stereotype or anything here. This is just off of hearsay, right? And this is generally what's accepted as, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, is that men are more logical thinkers and women are more emotional thinkers. Now, that's not me saying that women can't be logical and that men can't be emotional. That is me saying the strength of each one. Women are much better at dealing with and handling emotion, emotion-heavy situations, whereas guys are maybe a bit better when emotion isn't as involved and work more off of 
a simple logic to it. This is just also my experience of it. If you have a different experience, please be free to let me know. But this is generally what seems to be the case uh, among the genders. So, the way that I would describe myself is I'm not the most masculine motherfucker, despite how I may sound. (laughs) Nah, that's a total fucking lie. I sound like a bitch. (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry, I I make myself laugh. (laughs) So, I'm not the most masculine person out there. In fact, I'm probably a fair bit more feminine than some... Um, than some would expect because uh, I've heard some friends talk about like when they first met me they thought I was going to be like a total dick uh, you know and one of those kind of like oh yeah kind of lads but um, nope that's that's not me I'm I'm a lot more feminine I put that down to being raised the majority of the time by my mother uh, that I'm more in touch I would say with my feminine side um and shit like that. So, the way that I work it is that I will comfort someone first, but if they ask for a solution, um, I will offer it to them. So I do try and comfort them, but I'm not great at it. I try. Um, but like I said, I'm not overly fantastic at um, dealing with emotional situations, and that's probably the masculine part in me thinking logic brain rather than emotional brain but who knows um but yeah that's it's essentially i comfort someone first and foremost because that's what i'd want someone to do for me i'd want to try and comfort me and then try and offer a solution um if asked for or even if i don't even if they don't ask i will say or i'll ask them sorry ask them do you want my opinion on what I would do in this situation. But I do always say to people, look, this is just what I would do. I don't have all the knowledge that you do necessarily. You're not the same person as me. I can be a bit more blunt at times, whereas some people, you know, just can't do that. And I perfectly understand that. I get it. That not everyone can be as a blunt cunt as I am. Um, I'm using that word a lot, this podcast. Fucking great. Great word. Sorry, tangent, but great. I love the word cunt. It's amazing. A lot of Americans don't seem to like it. Like, they have a massive problem with it. They view it as, like, being above fuck or anything. But, nah, I think it's good. Plus, here in Scotland, you can describe... You can use that as, like, a term for just people. So, like, instead of saying, hey, that guy over there, you say that cunt over there. But it's not insulting them. It's just the word that we use for person... We use the word cunt in exchange. Um, honestly, if if I say that anymore, the video version of this on YouTube is probably going to get fucking age-restricted. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't get age-restricted with, like, with the amount of swearing that comes up in my videos, and especially with these podcasts. I'm surprised they don't get age-restricted to fuck. But anyway, um, yeah, I try and comfort people first and then offer a solution to the problem if I can see one. If I can't see one, I just tell them flat out, like, look, I don't fucking... I don't know. I don't know what I would do here. Like, because... Yeah. I just... I just don't. But yeah, so I guess that's... You know, that's kind of that one. Um, that question answered. 
do have another question. How would you describe yourself? Worst and best qualities. So this can be a lot of my best qualities, quote unquote. You could also consider worse qualities in in me as well. So how would I describe myself? Well, my entire kind of brand of the channel basically says that I'm a twat, right? That's how I would describe myself if it had to be one word. Um, but I do like to describe... Uh, I would describe myself as someone who always wants to see others happy, but never necessarily is always happy themselves. Like, I try and make other people happy, um, sometimes to the detriment of my own happiness or sanity or whatever the fuck. Um, that's probably one of the things I would describe myself. But again, that could be a worst and best quality because I do always try and make sure that people are comfortable and that people uh, are having a good time and they're, they're enjoying themselves. But a lot of the time that can come to the detriment of me. So then I fucking hate... So I'm not having a good time because I'm making sure that everyone else is having, like, fun. Does does that make sense? I think it makes sense. And there's probably quite a few people that would describe themselves the same way. Like, you're always working to make sure that others are happy to the detriment of your own happiness. It can be a massive problem. Um, But yeah, probably... Another thing that I would probably consider a bad quality, I don't see it as bad, personally, but it has got me into a few situations. Uh, and I, th- I don't know if I've talked about it before. Maybe I have. But um, essentially, I when I care about people, I it's quite intense. Uh, it can be a very intense amount of care um, that some people have described. Um, it, would, it would arrive especially in like relationships. Um, you know, which people could describe as clingy or needy. Uh, I describe it as a bit needy, yes. Like, I need reassurance, I need attention, I need someone to tell me that, like, yes, I still like you. It Like, I think I've said this before, I could be going out with someone for years, and even years in, still be asking them, like, do you still like me? Like, do you not, do you hate me yet? And they're just like, no, for fuck's sake. But, you know, so that could be described as a a, a a bad quality, that I could be needy. But again, that could be a good quality in someone's eyes. I don't know, it's, it's difficult to discern that line, because I don't see it as too bad, but other people may see it as like, nah, that's, that's like a deal breaker um, for me. But talking about that, I care quite intensely for the people I do care about. So what about the people that I don't give a shit about? I really don't give a flying fuck um, about those people. And it's a weird thing that I work off of that, like, if you care about my feelings, then I'll care about yours. The second that you don't give a shit about how I feel, I don't give a fuck about you, essentially. Um, And like I said, that's got me into a few situations where I've said some really horrible, like, shit to people, because I realised, like, oh, they don't really give a fuck about me. So, why should I give a shit about them? You know, one of those kind of things. And it's been, like, really... I've said really bad shit, essentially, to people. 
um, you know, like that's made them cry and all that, because they've pissed me off to a degree where I no longer care, um, and I can't just snap. Um, but yeah, so that's probably what I consider a bad quality. I have a really short fuse as well, um, which leads to me snapping with not a whole lot having to be said. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably a, a part of it. And what have people around you described as your worst and best qualities? So I think I've kind of covered that here, that other people have given their opinions on kind of who I am as a person. But one thing I will say is that you should not base who you are on what other people think. So if someone tells you that you are this, you're not necessarily that. Someone tells you that you're a prick, you're not necessarily a prick, unless you've done something that really does make you a prick. So, <laughs> God. So, yeah, don't base who you are on what other people tell you you are. You have to find out for yourself who you are, what makes you happy, why Why do you get up in the morning, why do you get out of bed, uh, and once you find that, you tend to not really care what anyone else says about you because you know yourself better than anyone else. There we go. There's my fucking inspiring quote for the day. <laughs> you know yourself better than anyone else and only you can make a judgment on who you are because you're the only one that knows all of it. You're the only one that knows everything about yourself. So, yeah, there's my, my words of wisdom. Um for the day but I think I'll call that there because I'm slowly running out of things to talk about <laughs> you see what I mean I'm, I'm boring as fuck <laughs> I need someone else here for the next episode too many solo episodes and I'll drive myself up the fucking wall but yeah um, I guess I'll, I'll leave this episode here if you're on Spotify uh, thank you so much for listening be sure to follow the podcast if you haven't already it would really uh, help me out a lot and I appreciate it a shit ton and also um, everyone on YouTube remember to like subscribe hit that notification bell join my discord and follow me on Instagram links are all in the description baby and for everyone on Spotify you can go find my YouTube channel by typing in Roscoe M Studios on YouTube and you will find all of the podcast episodes along with them, quite a few extra videos that I've spoken about in this podcast and more. But I would like to thank you all for sitting around and listening to me for nearly 40 minutes. You could have done so much more with that time. And I'll see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.